I think Dad just goes into more. Uh, let's get let's get this back as normal as we can, yeah. Because I can't fix this. I can't make this right. I feel helpless. I had to stand there and watch my partner, my wife, go through this, and there's nothing I could do to make it okay. And I and I think that's the general feel. And from a few of the um, people that have come through on my You Matter Dad page with a few posts that I've done where I talk about permission, where I talk about how much that is such a big part of the grieving process, um, they say to me, thank you, I feel now like I'm able to kind of take that on board. And some, we're talking 12, 12 months, 15 months, 18 months after it. That was Antonella Elisi from You Matter Dad, and you're listening to Episode 2 the Australian Dads Network podcast. We are dads. We're good at fixing stuff, making things, being funny and downright bloody awesome. But sometimes we don't stop to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, bloody hell, mate, pull your socks up. It's time to work on becoming the best bloke you can be. Gather around, fellas, and welcome to the Yarn Barn. This is your new school. So take notes, listen, and smother yourself in everything that you hear. Join me, Liam Sorrell, your host and CEO of the Australian Dads Network as I yarn with men and women that are at the top of their game and are stoked to share their tools and wisdom with you. So all you got to do now is sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation. Hello, Dads of the Australian Dads Network. Welcome to another episode of the Australian Dads Network podcast. With us, we have Ella, who um, has graciously joined us to talk to us today about a, um, a few different things. But for the... Well, first of all, how are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good, thanks. I am... Um, I was going to keep going and going, and I thought I better just see if you're still there and say good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here. It's all good. Excellent. So, what better way to, uh, I suppose, start off the um, the conversation here, just to give the guys that are listening and the and the girls that are listening an opportunity yep. to hear and and learn a bit more about yourself? Do you want to just mm-hmm. yourselves or yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, so I'm Ella. I'm the ambassador in Australia for pregnancy and infant loss. So um, in 2014, I lost my son at 30 weeks and my journey, um, I was faced with a lot of heartbreak and um, there really wasn't much resources available for myself and my um ex-husband at the time and we had a little girl who was four now nine Um, so we had um, basically not much um, support like coming home within the hospital and um, it was it was um, it was a real difficult time Um, one firstly recovering physically and emotionally I guess every day was a battle between myself and my partner at the time and um, so following on about six months after um, the passing of my son and a little bit of healing I started to reach out into the community and I um, became aware that many others had been going through something like this and um, some were actually friends of mine that I never even knew that had gone through something like that because they did keep it um, to themselves. So I began speaking to people within my community and in 2015 I reached out, I shared my story and the response was massive and um, it was because of my story that uh, the founder in Canada who actually started this um, PALE International which is um, all dedicated for pregnancy and infant loss and raising awareness and um, supporting families said to me, Ella, your story has reached me, it's touched me, Um, would you consider 
taking on a role as um, such. And um, and so my journey sort of started from there. It was something that kind of went from a loss into, um, I guess, a gain for me because it also helped me with my own journey of recovery and, um, I guess, reaching out um, and not feeling so isolated, um, which was a big um, thing for myself and my partner at the time. I mean, you know, people were so careful in what they would say and um, a lot of the times... Um, they wouldn't even talk about it. And uh, for myself and my partner, it was very hard how to kind of take that because we were actually in our own grieving process. And our daughter as well, um, she was, you know, old enough to know that, you know, her little brother wasn't home with us and that something had happened. So it was, um, it was in 2015 that I then kind of went out and publicly started um, my work and speaking to people within the community. And uh, I guess here I am now, years on, and still doing that. Well, that's so, um, quite a story. And, I mean, the day or the hours leading up to you going public and sharing your story, what was that feeling like? I think for me... Um, I think for me it was almost like um, a recognition that uh, my son did exist and that he was um, a part of um, me. And I guess um, for myself and for my uh, partner at the time it was massive because so many of our close family, they... Um, they had a really hard time talking about it. And, and, you know, I mean, especially my family, very ethnic, and um, there were, there, there's just certain things that they didn't know how to talk about. Um, and my mother went through it herself. Um, and it wasn't um, that she didn't really know how to talk about it. For her, it was more just being a comfort to me. I found a lot of comfort without... For them, it was, we don't need to mention... Um, the little boy because, you know, it brings you pain. When really what was um, very difficult for myself and my partner at the time was the fact that there was this um, taboo and there, there was. It, it was like even when we go to like um, an event or a family get-together, it was like everyone was just kind of like avoiding everything. So it just, for me, it was... Um, it was like, you know, this this was something that we lived through. This is something we're living through. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess for me it was like, I don't know, it, it just kind of gave me a sense of, yeah, wow, this, we really are living this. You know, we are really in a, in a community and in a society where these real-life things that affect us, um, there really isn't that channel um, to let it out in the community. So a lot of people are dealing with these losses and traumas and mental health issues um, and they're doing it alone. Um, and that's even women as well. It's, um, you know, women, that they, they, they do also have a very hard time um, coming to terms with something like this. And dads, I've noticed, like, you know, at the time... <clears throat> my partner, I only saw him break down twice and then it was like, okay, let's put normality on and let's get with it. I'm the carer, I'm going to take our daughter to kindy, I'm going to, you know, do the talking with family if they ask a question and I was, you know, it, 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 was, it was. It was quite isolating from that and then coming out publicly and just seeing that that's really um, what people wanted um and and need um it, it was it was an extraordinary uplifting profound moment for me yeah there's um there's a, there's a, a bunch of different things that you just mentioned there that were i suppose really important factors and, and things that we talk about in the group that aren't necessarily to do with um loss or or grief um mm. directly but mm. you know the the sense of isolation that um a lot of mm. men and, and dads and, and women feel in various uh areas especially mm. in the, um, regional and remote areas that we live in um yeah. you know fifo dads military uh families uh, that kind of thing or fifo yeah. mums as well 
And, you know, that, that's the, I suppose that sense of um, isolation has so many different impacts. But then when you, when you add in that, you know, the loss of a child mm. just amplifies that, you know, so much more. The, the question um, I was rattling in my head this then was, um, you know, how, how do the difference, or are there differences between how a, a dad approaches um, the loss of a child to that of the mum? Obviously, there's, there's, there's some different connections that uh, a mother has mm-hmm. during, during um, pregnancy that a dad doesn't necessarily have some of the, the physical and the emotional connections um, early on are, are more present with, with mum as opposed to dad. Mm. How, does, how does the, the loss of a child in those, you know, those early um, months of pregnancy affect differently? Well, I think, um, and it's interesting that you ask that because I think, um, yes, mum has that, being growing inside of her and and has that connection. But um, that also, I feel, in their mind, when you know that you're about to be an expectant father, you create these little images of what this little person um, is going to be. I I think it's just a natural. I don't think you can kind of um, put a gender difference on it. Um, I mean... uh, I think um, I think the loss is um, I think that I don't think it's the loss as such. I think it's just the coping mechanisms that um, dad and mum go into. Uh, I mean, mum is society says a woman can get emotional and have a tantrum and a fit and it's okay. A man does that, and a man is um, suddenly aggressive. Something's wrong with him. He's not strong. He's not this way. You know, and I think grief is is also um, any grief, any kind of loss, any kind of trauma. There's um, this expected way of dealing with it. And um, so I guess uh, I think I'm not really sure how to kind of answer that. I think... um, I think Dad just goes into more. Uh, let's get let's get this back as normal as we can, yeah. Because I can't fix this. I can't make this right. I feel helpless. I had to stand there and watch my partner, my wife, go through this, and there's nothing I could do to make it okay. And I and I think that's the general feel. And from a few of the um, people that have come through on my You Matter Dad page with a few posts that I've done where I talk about permission, where I talk about how much that is such a big part of the grieving process, um, they say to me, thank you, I feel now like I'm able to kind of take that on board. And some, we're talking 12, 12 months, 15 months, 18 months after it. So they're just actually processing and dealing with that now. Um, While mum... You know, I think depending on the circumstances and, you know, um, how early on in the pregnancy and if it's uh, at birth that she needs to deliver, I mean, that, that takes time to recover from. There's, a, there's not only that emotional, but there's that physical element. Um, and I know myself personally with my son. Um, I mean, I was in hospital for 48 hours and they were trying to save my son so physically seeing my son and feeling my son and watching him on a screen um, I think I was extremely affected um, because I actually felt it but my partner too seeing that there and the helplessness that created for him I, I think the impact is is, is just the same. It's just I'm physically feeling it. Um, that doesn't make my pain any more than Dad's pain. Um, you know, because ideally we do. We have, when we know we're having a child, we have this thing in our minds of what this this child is going to look like, what this child's going to, 
be, you know, these are all aspirations, these are all dreams, you know, we, we both have them, both mum and dad, so when it's taken from us, it's, it is, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's a loss, um, it's, a, it's a pain, it's an agonising pain, and I, I, I know, and I do actually, I feel um, for dads because really they are almost put in this, my emotion in a box and what's happening and I'll deal with it after. Let me just deal and try and get things normal here on this front, which is why so many years after and following, you know, even my marriage breaking up, I thought I really want to provide a service and I really want to reach men and make them feel comfortable um, because, you know, it, it's a loss for them as well. And I guess being able to be open um, is a massive part of it too because, um, you know, men, they they feel, um, they have other expectations that are put on them and, you know, I think it's, um, it's nice to provide a safe space, which is what you do in your network, where men can just come there and say and just be vulnerable and not feel like, they're not ticking off an expectation of what a man's meant to be. So that's that that for me is how I would answer that. I hope I haven't kind of babbled on too much, but um, I just I just want to make that quite clear. I don't think mum suffers more and dad suffers less. I think you know they're on par. It's just the physical um, element for mum and the recovery and the. You know, if you're delivering a stillborn, which I did with my son, that's a trauma within itself to physically and emotionally recover from, as well as the loss. So I think they're the only differences that really stick out for me the most. And the men not talking about things is just, it's it's that common trend that we've seen for so many years. And it's from what yeah. I'm seeing now and, and whether it's just the circles that I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty confident that things are starting to turn around into the, into the, yeah. the space where um, men feel comfortable to be able to talk about things, whether it's to their mates uh, directly um, at, you know, on the work yeah. side or, you know, wherever it is, yeah. footy field, or whether it's, that they're finding different places to be able to do that. And that's, you know, like in the Australian Dads Network or other things yeah. of that nature where they yeah. feel, you know, comfortable and that it's it's been created for conversation and no judgment and let's just get uh, this Absolutely. stuff and then come up with reasons uh, or, or processes and, and plans to be able to, you know, to, to get our heads right and, and move forward. But obviously yeah. without forgetting um where we've come from and why we've uh, why we're moving forward and because i think that's, um, a, that's a big part of it as well is is and especially in, in the conversation that we're having now is you know you um, can't forget what happened it's 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 yeah. going to stay with you forever and and i think acknowledging that yeah. and um respecting that mm-hmm. and being able to reflect on that is important as well i haven't been Absolutely. through that and, you know, I've um, spoken to some people who have, but, you know, I think that, uh, so I, I, I suppose just to clarify, I can't talk on, on what that emotion would be like, but I think that groups and, and uh, of men and dads that are able to get together and discuss these topics are really important. And it's another one of those in yeah. recently as well is, is removing the stigma. And, 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 you know, you mentioned it yeah. earlier as well is it's, it's not just for men it's and that wasn't a plug either by the way it, it's <laughs> it's um it's it's for both mum and dad and i think that's um yeah. it's a really important point to make as well yeah yeah well i i remember um once um my what what once um i appeared in the bayside leader i remember for months soon after that um, you know, I, I remember I was at the supermarket and I just went down down the road from home and this these kids and dad were down there and they're like, oh, daddy, that's the woman that lost the baby. And I, <laughs> so I started um, within, within the community, people, you know, and, and dad was like, oh, no, just, 
you know, and I said, it's fine, it's okay, I'm okay with it, it's it's fine. So, you know, even once I've gone out there and actually shared my story, um, people still, you know, it took a little bit of time. It, it took It took a little bit of time. And then once I started doing work within my community, you know, running groups, um, going in hospitals, um, being uh, available in the Royal Women's and and just talking to women and families there. And that's something I've done um, in my own space and in my own time. Um, There there was always, I, I always felt there was this, oh, that's that lady. Oh, but we can't say it out loud. So, you know, even now, like things things are getting better, but um, I, th- I think it is. I, I think the shift is good and I think the more noise that's created, um, the more we start to embrace um, these hardships, um, you know, these traumas, these life-changing events, um, and that's dad too. And the more spaces um, and services that are accessible, I think that's what's really going to take us the next step. Yeah, and you mentioned to me once before when we were talking is that there is, is it one in four pregnancies result in a loss in Australia? Yeah. So yeah. that's, a, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a significant um, amount of the population or the, the amount of people that are having kids there's one in four of them are ending in a loss so there definitely is um there definitely is some some trauma and there's some people that are really suffering that are not seeking help or don't know where to seek help and um yeah and that's that's i think really important for and especially for what you're doing uh you've mentioned it already is is matter dad and that organization is it called an organization at the moment or uh, it, well, it's more like a service provider. I'm, I'm yep. more a biz- it, it is more a resource for dads, but I provide services. So I, I run support programs. Um, I do um, personalised counselling. Um, you know, I get probably 10 emails a day now, which is great since I've started. Um, so it's... Um, and, and look, I, I guess too, um, there is structure to the services I provide, but in saying that, every circumstance is different. So um, it is more personalised. There can be group sessions. That's eventually what I want to create because I'm also about to um, create my foundation, which is going to be dedicated to um, pregnancy and infant loss and providing accessible services to families. And it is going to be um, a charitable foundation. So I'm going to be providing services and assisting families from in hospital to once they get home and ongoing support. So that's um, what I'm doing as the ambassador here in Australia. Awesome. Starting to, yeah, definitely starting to create that. And I'm looking at these other services that are there and that are available but aren't reaching um, the numbers, um, unfortunately, due to government funding, due to, you know, a whole different um, reasons why it's not happening. So, um, you know, this is what I'm trying to create because having personally lived through something like that, Um, and not having um, just that space and that assistance to help me and also for my partner. Um, I mean, he jumped back into work after a week, not even. Um, So he, you know, there there, there really wasn't that follow-up in that critical time from when you leave hospital to you come home after you know, um, the funeral, there, there, there really wasn't those resources at the time. So with the foundation and, you know, it's taken me now five years to actually develop and go into really creating a foundation that's going to be um, a service provider to reach 
um, the numbers that are out there that need this service because I've, I've seen on social media how many groups there are um, with not mental health professionals um, kind of not managing but kind of being as part of a group to assist you know a forum or a, a discussion and you know members that are in there are very very stuck you know there isn't that channel to kind of assist them to move to move past it so you know the fact that um, they are not able to access the resources that are there is telling me that you know, unfortunately, um, the services available, they just don't meet the numbers of people that are being affected by this. And they're not accessible. The government isn't providing funding, enough funding to go into servicing the numbers of people that go through this. So a lot of time and effort is going into creating this. I mean, it's taken me two years um, and the last miscarriage I had was in 2016 and it's taken me, you know, coming up to three years to say, geez, you know, there's all these independent services out there but why aren't they coming under one? Why aren't we reaching, you know, we're talking about a, over 100,000 um, couples reporting losses in a year with miscarriage. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of numbers you know, and to not have the help that they need. It's, um, I want to reach out and make that difference, just to offer that space. I've lived it. Um, so I, I know what it is to be and find yourself in a situation. And especially if you have other children, um, I mean, the impact it has on, 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 this, on the children as well as the pressures on the relationship. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. It's devastating. Oh, then I can imagine there's there's just massive flow-on effects from from that, and you you mentioned oh. the immediate, obviously the mum and dad, and but you have got the the siblings as well. Um, yeah. You know yeah. the effects that, that could have on the on on the employee. So even if the you know um, yeah. dad goes back to work after you know a week or two weeks or whatever, but hasn't yeah. uh, hasn't had the opportunity to really process it or understand what. Yeah. Uh, to process it hasn't been given those tools or the resources to process it yeah. and then as um yeah. goes back into work you know if, yeah. If, yeah. if they haven't dealt with that um or, or understand how to manage that those emotions as they come yeah. through cause the the little bit i know about grief anyway it, it comes in cycles and waves and it comes back and if you're not Absolutely. if you're not aware of it um and those those patterns then you know you, you could you could be you know getting some grief from your boss or from the apprentice or whoever it might oh, be, all of a sudden you lash out, you know, it has those, those negative potential consequences as well. So I think that um, oh, the more, the more organizations and, and uh, organizations and governments realize that in yeah. especially areas like this, that they need to stop operating in silos and start expanding and collaborating and, and working as, um, as you know, for the, they're all working for the same goal, no matter what it is, no matter if it's anxiety, depression, and loss, um, yeah. any sort of mental health, young people, yeah. whatever it is, it's it's yeah. really important that we start as um, you know people involved in organisations, um, companies, oh. government that have have that uh, ability to get funding to provide services oh. to the people that need it, start working together yeah. and. And I think that's what you're going for there is, is setting that, that standard that where there is money there and there are able to be supported uh, or people are able to be supported yeah. and um, we need to yeah. work together to, to do that. Well, if you need to reach that amount of people um, and, you know, like I, I met um, yesterday with um, our local MP in Brighton and uh, I said to him, I said, you know, these are the numbers, these are the figures, you know, and yet we have all these different um, organisations, government funded, providing these services, and yet there's still these groups that exist um, that, that reach out amongst themselves. 
um, so what, what's that? What's that actually saying? It's saying that these services, one, aren't accessible, two, there isn't that follow-up from the critical stage of in hospital to home, and I mean, you know, it's it's just it's just impacting in in so many other ways. Um, so this is why with the foundation, I, I'm actually um, speaking with a few of these other independent um, charitable foundations that provide services and the same services and programs that is going to come under the foundation. Um, I think ultimately what the thing to do would be to unite and this is my um, upcoming message and things that are going to be developing over the next couple of weeks. You know, I'm speaking to a few of these larger organisations and, and saying, you know, we, we are two big groups, two big um, influential people that have lived it, that have done it. We know what's required. Let's just join forces. So um, I'm hoping um, that the next few weeks prove to be successful. And um, in October, I've, um, I'm going to be holding the first um, official Remembrance Day at Parliament House, which is a massive uh, achievement for me because I've been uh, striving to do that since 2015. And finally, with the support and the work and my efforts, it's gotten there. Um, so which I'm hoping will uh, let these other organisations see that, you know, let really come together because you know if one person can do this and you know make some sound then imagine all of us coming under one you know it would save marriages um, depression all, all sorts of areas you know um, that 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 do come under the whole uh, loss would um, yeah it would just help so many people and that's what it's all about really at the end of the day for me yeah, and it's it's. I think that's an amazing, um, amazing thing happening on October fifteenth, and we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that just towards the end um, to to learn how yeah, people get yeah. involved. And uh, and I yeah. agree. I think that uh, the 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 ongoing benefits, positive benefits to the community, to for everyone working together um, at that point um, will will be something that would I suppose be difficult to measure. But um, you know we. Yeah. We, uh, as far as I suppose, maybe with the decline in the amount of people that sort of seek counselling or, or or support for um mm. for mm. long term mm. um you know depression um, issues um as a result of that uh, loss and um so I think that's, yeah. a, that's an amazing positive. I just wanted to go to get and pick your brain on what yeah. for people who haven't been through um the loss of a child or the loss of a, a parent mm -hmm. or. You know, <clears throat> Hasn't, haven't been through the loss of uh, anybody significant to them. What are some of the, um, mm -hmm. I suppose, just a brief sort of overview of those patterns and those cycles that happen as a result of um, the loss of someone, that grief cycle? Look, I, uh, um, I, I think what a lot of people tend to do um, when they hear about um, somebody losing a child or any loss, they try and say it wasn't meant to be. Um, you know, it, it wasn't anyone's in particular fault. Um, you know, things happen sometimes. Um, you know, you can have another child. You can, you know, look at the child you have already. You know, just certain um, things like that. And it's not uh, in a ma it's never meant in a malice way. So <clears throat> um, they're just. It's, it's like that Brene Brown sympathy versus empathy yeah. video. Have you seen that one? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's um, to really, you know, not start that conversation. I think that's kind of like what happens um, when you're someone who hasn't gone through it but trying to be a support for people who are. Um, I think that's your first kind of go-to. So um, I guess the, the kind of... Um, I guess just be there. I think at the end of the day, um, just be there. Um, be uh, 
a person that that just listens because at the end of the day sometimes it's all it is it's just going and making a cup of tea or taking a walk or you know just just um I think there's no real kind of way I know for me um my mum actually um was my biggest helper um and mum and I have never really been close and her having gone through it, and not without so many words, but just the little things that she did, she just got me. And um, and they were the things that really mattered most to me, more than someone trying to say the right things or, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a big part. Just, you know, in those things, there's no right or wrong thing to say. Just don't say... You know, you can always have another baby, you know, <laughs> try and be, you know, a little bit um, empathetic because um, it is a, a massive loss, um, whether it's early on in the pregnancy or, you know, whatever it is. It's, it, it's just being an empathetic person and just being there, writing it, whatever the emotion is, you know, um, just being a support. Yeah, that's... I think that's um, again. It's it's one of those things that's really important um, that we just do as a community in general, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a lot yeah. of guys going through um, various struggles at the moment in in the dads network, and yeah, and that's that's what we're seeing as a significant important part of it is is just rallying around yeah. and just hey, um, you know, tell us about it. What's going on? We're here for yeah. you. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Giving a giving a phone call to somebody when you know that something's not right and just, just saying, Hey, um exactly. you want to catch up and, and go for a coffee or something. I think those things are really important, aren't they? Yeah. Well I, I think, you know, in silence, um, you know, in silence it's where people are suffering. Um, so I think um that's uh and a, a a thing to look at and and kind of reach out, you know. Um, they're, they're the kind of things that come to mind. I mean, in, in my time it was, I was I just became very much within myself and it would, you know, be my mum after a, a day or two just come at the door and just bring me some food. <laughs> or, you know, a girlfriend um, of mine that would just pop in and just make a coffee or bring me a latte and not talk about it but just that gesture um so just just you know that that is a big thing um and then you know it, it in time you do it starts to let um the survivors actually want to start that conversation and not feel so uncomfortable about it and in those times just being just being there not having to say the right things not trying to fix it but just let them process, let them feel it and just be there. I mean, that, that, that's huge. Um, like you said, in your network, just um, having that space um, that you go to or pick up the phone, I mean, it's, it's very similar. I mean, they're, they're just great things you can do. Yeah, and it's the, the simple things to do too, just to know that you're there. Is, is extremely important. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's one thing that I, I wanted to um, touch on just briefly and it's something that my wife and I um, discussed when we were first pregnant and, um, and it's, I don't know if it's, I suppose, a common thing now, but it's that waiting yeah. three months to tell friends and family yeah what uh, yeah, or yeah. That, that you yeah. are expecting for me and and, yeah. and Alison, it was very much like why why would we do that you know because and then looking yeah. back going you know that the fact that if we were to lose uh um that child yeah yeah four to three months like what does that you know how do we how do we go and speak to someone we we just have to act as if nothing's yeah. happened you know we we, we just go yeah. to work as normal you know and yeah we don't have that ability to support plus also the thought, <laughs> hang on a second this um this child's been been growing and living for you know yeah however two three months yeah Surely that deserves some form of um you know conversation and 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 there's connection there already so 
what do you what do you say to those people that are currently in that stage or you know um you know expecting um to be pregnant shortly um what do you say to those people that are debating whether or not to to tell people well i think um i think something like that is a, a massive um it's a it's a beautiful thing and i think to want to race out there and tell family and friends i mean i you know um I would say, you know, it, it is. It's an exciting time and why do you need to be quiet about it? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's no guarantees. There's, unfortunately, there are no guarantees, you know. Um, my my first pregnancy was easy um, as opposed to my second, my third and my fourth. Um, so, I mean, we didn't wait um, when we knew we were having Alicia. I mean, we just... We were. It was. It was first. I think there's that initial. Oh my God! I'm going to be a mum. I'm going to be a dad. What the hell? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and get that um, sort of thought process going. And I. But I think once it actually sets in, and you start to um, feel the changes, and you start to experience. I mean, to let. Um, family and people around you know I think it's a I think it's a beautiful thing why why would you want to you know isolate and if there is a lot um, you know if unfortunately it is a you're the one in four then I mean you you, you need that support I mean you need those people around you and um, it's not something that you know couples should have to deal with on their own I mean it's it's it, I mean, it's hard enough trying to individually process it, then as a couple bring the emotions into it and, and just to do it on your own. I mean, to me, I, you know, I would say, you know, it's a beautiful thing to share, you know, and once you know, it's already started. The whole life has started. Your whole um, ideas and, and things for this child, just they just, instantaneously kick in so already this little peanut becomes a little person just like that so um yeah i would say do what feels natural for you um you know and uh and if there if things do happen um which you know the numbers unfortunately are what they are you know have that support um, have those people around you, you know, reach out. You know, there there are now organisations like myself um, and other um, resources that, you know, are there and ready to give support. So, yeah, I'd say just do what you feel. Yep, yep. That's a good message. Yeah. So I've got two more questions for you just because uh, I know it's getting late over there on the East Coast. Um, it's starting to get dark in over on the West Coast as well. How can you mentioned October 15 and, and, and that's been, a, yeah. it's going to be a really significant um, day for you this year, uh, yeah. making the trek up to yeah. Canberra and doing a butterfly race at um, Parliament House. Yeah. How can That's we- happening here in Victoria, not Canberra. That's happening here, Parliament House here. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's the first year that um, since I started my campaign and my awareness and uh, since I was ambassador, this is the first year that it's going to be held in Parliament House and there's actually a seating on that day. So hopefully we can, I can get a formal recognition and uh, for a bill to be passed which is what I've been working on. And um, so that's what we're hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Cool. Awesome. Um, and so yeah. how can, um, and we were across, this, across the country, yeah. how can we support um, remotely, but also um, for that day? Yeah. Uh, how can we, we can show our support? And also, you know, anyone that's um, local, how can they get down yeah. and support you on that day? Oh, um, so I've actually started a fun um, page called Mum's Life and on there I actually share, I, I do a wave of light every year. It's an illumination between Canada and 
across Australia we light up candles at seven o'clock. So I've actually got that on my social media page, um, Mum's Life. It's me and my daughter on there. And um, you know, if you guys want to participate in the event, you just click that you're coming. I'm going to stream a live um, lighting of candles from my home. So it's not any place uh, in particular other than in my home. And we're going to be lighting up um, where we are, our home, pink and blue. If you want to show support, doesn't matter where you are, um, light up the house with pink and blue and, you know, record it. Take photos, share it on the page, and on the 15th, um, just come down to Parliament House at the steps and uh, be part of it. Um, I haven't got a time yet. We're kind of organising all of this because we want to work it in a way, because um, there's a sitting on that day, um, so we want to work it in a way that kind of ties in mm. and um, just have the federal members um, present as well, just to really... Um, give it the attention that it needs. Excellent. So just come down, come down. <laughs> Get on the page, um, you know, watch the live stream, light up, you know, wherever you are. Get pink and blue, light up your house. Um, yeah, and just, um, just support it because that's what it is. Um, it is about creating that awareness and that unity. Um, and I guess um, for many of us that have, gone through something like this it, it's um it's something as simple like this as just a whole group of us getting together and uniting that one day and that whole month it's almost like it um it gives our babies and what we lost a name it makes it real for us and um you know nothing um can give you that um no, no amount of however successful, whatever title, whatever you create. I mean, something like that is what really um, just makes all the difference. Yeah, and we'll be doing as much as we can to get as many people down there and, and support along the way um, as we can. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, listening, yeah. We'll, we'll put as much information as we can gather in the yeah. show notes of this as well so that they can just click through yeah. it to um, get to the pages, You Matter Dad, Mum's Life, and yep. find yourself obviously on um, on the social media uh, landscape. Yes. To close off today, I mean, you've 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 yep. mentioned so many um, so many things that are, are really important and um, yeah, and, and plenty of good um, information for for the people listening out there. And I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. And one <laughs> one thing um, from your perspective. If you were to give one message to the the dads that are listening now who yeah. may be struggling, haven't yeah. spoken about the loss of a child and, and yeah. what they're going through at the moment or you know, what, what would you what would you say to them? What would I say to dad? I'd say that um, give yourself permission, you know. Um, don't try and be that protector. Don't try and be that you know, making everything right, you know, go go through it, um, you know, feel the emotion. It, it's, a, it's a massive loss. That child, um, obviously, in your mind, you had a picture of that child and what and the things you were going to do and there's the difficult days and emotions that will come up with you. Um, and so my, my advice would, would be just be gentle, you know, give yourself, Give yourself that space and definitely, you know, reach out. You know, if there's um, a mate you can go and grab a beer with um, and, you know, make it okay. Um, to Make it okay to say to your partner, you know, geez, I'm, I'm having a, a real tough day. You know, I'm, I'm feeling this. You know, don't feel that you need to be this strong because sometimes that starts, an amazing conversation between the two of you and you're both grieving and, um, you know, and, and it's okay, you know, you don't have to fix this. I mean, there's some things, <clears throat> and I talk about this in my program, you know, acceptance doesn't mean liking, um, giving yourself permission, that, that's where it starts, you know, and just kind of giving yourself that okay to go, shit, I'm having a crap day. You know, this is what's happened. This is what I'm feeling. And, and just use 
you know, use that for you. Don't don't take it on all alone, you know. There's only um, so much we can take, you know, and that's you too. So your feelings and your loss are just as valid as um, the families and the members around you, you yeah. know. So that would be my advice. And, you know, come through. Um, there's my page, You Matter Dad, you know. You can reach me on there, send me a... Um, send me a message, connect with me, you know, I'm happy to listen and there to offer my time and my support as well. Thank you for the message and yeah. thank you for your time talking with me. It's and been my pleasure. Yeah, I've, I've learned a ton and I know the guys listening would have as well and, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just echo what you say there about reaching out, talking, you know, yeah wherever you can um, and and I think that's I think that's that's a big message for from me to the, the guys listening as well is that um, you know you're not yeah. alone and and there's there's people mm-hmm. that you, you can reach out to so you just uh, just do it yeah hey, Ella, absolutely thanks for your time yes and um, thank you we will be in touch and I look forward to, to keeping on connecting with you and and watching everything you're doing moving forward yeah, great. And me too. Unfortunately, I can't get on and see, but, um, you know, um, yeah, just let me know anything <clears throat> in the group if there's some areas you want some help, some assistance. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a clinical counsellor, so I'm able to, it's not just that that I deal with. I deal with depression, anxiety. There's many areas um, that I've been trained in. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a resource for you guys and the guys in your network. Excellent. Thanks, Ella. And we'll speak to you soon. Cool. Fantastic. Look forward to it. That was Antonella Alisi from You Matter Dad. Thanks a lot for sitting in with us today on this conversation. Really appreciate it. Hope you got some value from it. I sure did. It was a great conversation. Thanks, Ella. If you'd like more information on today's episode, please get on to www.australiandadsnetwork.com.au and join us in the conversation in the Facebook private Dads Only community. Please like, share and review the podcast as normal. We love that, especially in these early days. So get in, get in and get involved. Appreciate it. We're here for you. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your week.